Danny. Danny, thank you so much for having me back. And it's a joy to be back. And I believe you put a spell, a good spell, uh, on the journey of Boy Swallows Universe about two years ago. And um, I've never, ever forgotten uh, how kind and generous you were to have me on early on um, when Trent Dalton and the world of uh, literary fiction were, were pretty strange to each other. And uh, I was very touched that you took the time of day and I'm, and it's so cool that you took the time of day again. I feel like I'm part of the Words and Nerds family. You guys are so amazing and lovely and such a family of amazing literary lovers and creators and people who advocate. Oh, thanks so much for your questions engaging with the novel and for everything you're doing. I know the podcast is hugely, hugely loved, so um, you're a gem. I think it's awesome the work that you do you know, we're out there in this pool of, of like how many writers there are in this country and we're all trying to get our book to the surface. Podcasts like this enable us to do that and also to talk about our craft. Danny, you're a gift from heaven. I love that you're such a great supporter and advocate for not only kids' books but adult novels too. I love your interviews across the board. Kudos to you, Danny, for, uh, for getting everyone to relax so much that they open up and tell you such interesting things for the benefit of your listeners. So, well <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Yeah, well done. That's so true. Oh my gosh, I just told you all these things that I've never talked about before. I could never edit that bit out. I could do this. And I was just so comfortable that I was like, It's a special knack. Who wouldn't want to celebrate this fabulous podcast? Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. On this podcast, we chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. I'm your host, Danny V, and today I'm really excited to welcome Georgie Donahay, who has 20 plus years experience in the children's writing industry, including three years running a local CBCA branch and 10 with Creative Kids Tales. Georgie is an internationally published award-winning author and structures workshops and presentations designed to harness kids' imaginations to free their inner author. I love that. Georgie believes all emerging authors and illustrators should have a voice. And in 2011, she founded Creative Kids Tales. In December 2019, Georgie launched an exciting new direction for Creative Kids Tales, the Creative Kids Tales Speakers Agency. And in 2021, CKT Publishing was launched and the first publication will be released early 2022. That is some bio, Georgie. Welcome. Thanks, Danny V. Wonderful to be on your show. Congratulations. You've got an amazing podcast. You're the literary queen. I almost put my tiara on, but then I thought <laughs> nobody could see it anyway. So. <laughs> Maybe that should be a rule from now on. Everyone has to wear like a little crown or a tiara. I'd like that. <laughs> well, I got, I got a cheap one off Amazon. See, you see what you do during COVID, all that spending that you do? I'm best friends with my uh, post person who drops the deliveries off now where I, I see him more than I see my family <laughs> yeah well I used to say Google was my best friend but I have to say Amazon's probably pipping Google at the post at the moment so <laughs> and look credit where credit is due I mean you are the queen or the empress maybe of this beautiful creative kids tale so just take us through in detail, what Creative Kids Tales is all about. I mean, I know it's huge. You've got publishing going on. You, you um, nurture new and emerging artists. You've got some amazing things going on. But how would you describe it? Well, Creative Kids Tales started off um, from my time. It came after I finished my, my role with the CBCA, which was a wonderful time. Um, but I wanted to do more. 
for the children's writing industry. And I found I found a few gaps. So I decided to start a little website uh, just to help authors and illustrators on their journey to publication. So we've kept with the same theme, but we are just going from strength to strength. So it's it's all about helping authors and uh, children's authors and illustrators on their journey to publication. We've got lots of different services. And, yeah, look, CKT has branched out into radio. I did the author's shelf for 12 months. I saw that. Got to speak to some amazing people. I've met amazing people both from Australia and overseas. On the eve of COVID, as you do, you launch a speaker's agency (laughs) right in December 2019. And uh, then, of course, you have to pivot everything online and uh, Zoom and some instances phone as well. Uh, and then this year we launched CKT Publishing um, for our 10-year anniversary and the sky's the limit. We haven't finished yet. Oh, I love that. And happy 10-year anniversary. That's really special. November 2021, happy 10 years. And this is you know, what we're celebrating tonight or well, one of the things, one of the many things. Thank you very much. I won't do some of those poppers that I did when I interviewed Tristan Banks because I don't want to scare your listeners. So that was more a visual thing. So they might wonder what's what's popping off in the background. So thank you. And, hey, you, you celebrated four years in, in October. That is amazing. I know the amount of work that's involved. When I did the author's shelf, that was just that was huge. Like I'd have to spend three days reading the books and things that the, or the people that I was going to speak to. Then I'd have to write the show, interview them, and then I'd have to do the editing. So four years, amazing. And how many? You've done over 400. Yeah, it's over 400 now. So yeah. it just, it sort of snowballs. You know, I think when you said you started a little website and now what you've got is huge, you, you go out, this is what I did, just thinking, oh, I just like to talk about books and maybe a couple of people would like to hear about books and hear from the author. Because whenever I read a book, I always had questions and I thought, wouldn't it be amazing if you could just tap into an author and ask them all these questions? Yes. And so I thought, you know, I remember when I first started, I had 100 listeners and I was like, yes, 100 people are listening. And now, you know, of course, there's sort of 25,000 a month, which I still think is must be some grand mistake or something. That is huge amount of listeners, huge amount of listeners. Well done. No, I'm not nervous at all now, so 25,000 people listening to me. Please don't tune off right now. Just listen. Keep listening. I'll share pearls of wisdom, I promise. Oh, and secrets. You actually promised secrets off air. You're going to give us industry secrets, Georgie. Oh, yes, see, that was my, my Pfizer-hazed state that I just promised that. But, look, CKT is, is a passion. I mean, I, I always wanted to be published and before CKT I wasn't published. So I'm the kind of girl that, you know, if you can't find a a door to go through, open a window. You know, if you want something to happen, you'll make it happen. And if you're passionate and believe in it and and go for it, then there's nothing that can stop you. And and we've grown, like we've published now through our anthologies, we, we published over 100 authors we've had originally started off with smash words I don't know if is that even a thing anymore it was an online um kind of like a oh gosh I don't know like an online book you could get um through oh smash well, I don't know I'm mumbling that up but smash words <laughs> was the thing and then we went into we printed in 2017 we we printed the anthology here which um no one can see I just realized that um which had about 40 authors in it and illustrators and they were CKT authors and illustrators. And then um, our most popular was the one that we published in um, 
2019. Yeah, so the first one was 2017, second one was 2019, and that was a really fun book. That was uh, stories about um, ghostly stories for kids, things that go bump in the night. But if the kids were too scared to hear those ghostly tales that were designed for between, you know, five to ten-year-olds, they could flip the book over <gasps> and there was enchanted stories. Wow. So that was our that was our biggest um, seller. I love that so much. And we designed those projects for people who wanted to know how what the publishing process was like. So they had to write stories, submit them. Each story was illustrated with a black and white illustration. The covers were done by um, CKT authors, or sorry, CKT illustrators, and they went through the editing process. Then we they went through the layout design and everything with us. We went through marketing, sales. They purchased the books from us uh, a wholesale price. And whatever they sold, they've got to keep the profit. And it was all about learning the experience of what it's like to be a published author and going out there and doing school visits and marketing yourself. So CKT is about providing that full experience. It's amazing. And you know what? You just speak my language. You know, if you want to do something and it's not happening for you, you just go out and do it yourself. Like, I love that. And I've always sort of lived by that philosophy because I'm sure, you know, I don't know if people were telling you, but, you know, there were people saying, well, they're already podcasts and they're already people talking about books. And I, I said, well, I don't know. Well, maybe there could be another one. <laughs> you know? So I think you just got to go out and do it. And if it, if it doesn't work, just do the next thing or try something new. Exactly. I mean, what did they say? I've heard publishers say so many times that every story has already been written, but it's what you bring to it that makes exactly. it clean. Exactly. exactly the same with podcasts. Yep. Um, CKT, there was no website like it. We broke new ground when we started. We're still breaking new ground. We're still, um, you know, unique in the services that we provide. Now with workshops, manuscript assessments, author personal training, agents lists, publishers lists, we've got, you know, Jackie French came to me last year and said, I want to offer you exclusive workshops. So that was just floored me for a start. I had to pinch myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jackie's always been a huge supporter of CKT Mm -hmm. and the author's shelf. I interviewed her twice on the author's shelf. Um, but when she came to me and offered me exclusive workshops, I was kind of, wow. Yeah. And her industry knowledge is just unbelievable. You know, just what she knows and her philosophy of writing and where she came from, like, it's phenomenal. It's so inspiring. Well, we've done several picture book workshops with her. We've done historical fiction. We've also done uh, workshops about um, food over the different centuries and how food can play a role in stories and can help set a scene. That was really amazing. She shared a 100-page cookbook with the uh, attendees of that workshop and there was, oh, my gosh, there were so many interesting um, recipes in there. There was bogong moth um, (laughs) recipes and all these all these. Creatures that you would find actually a bogon moth in the recipe. Yes, and it was recipes from you know from her grandmother and before her grandmother that were just things that they used to find in. She's from the Araluan Valley. um, Things that they would find around the home and they would use to cook. And I mean. Jackie's talent knows no bounds. It's just amazing. And she's coming back for more next year. So 
She's a brilliant lady and it's so it's so amazing how she just wants to share her knowledge and share her wisdom with everybody. I think that is just such and it is telling of the book community though. Everyone yeah. is so supportive, everyone is you know loves to share and loves to promote and encourage each other and that's why it's one of the best communities you could ever want to be a part of. Exactly, exactly. It's a roller coaster ride, but you know, it's one that you will never want to leave. Once, once you're in this industry, it's yeah. so supportive and warm and, and nurturing. It it's is. I love this industry so much. Yeah, it's like imagine if the world was like the book community. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's just like a Willy Wonka moment there, Danny V. <laughs> I mean, wow, that's really funny. I love that. Now you've published over a hundred authors and illustrators through CKT. Tell me about this. It's an amazing achievement. Well, that's through the publications that we put, as I mentioned, through Smashwords and the two publications we put out. But all in all, we've supported over 500 authors in the wow. last 10 years, uh, emerging authors and established authors in interviews and things we've published, all online uh, information and interviews that we've, we've done over the past 10 years. But 100 authors through the CKT publications is yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty special. I have to pinch myself. I kind of get to each, each little milestone and I don't really stop to take time to enjoy it because I'm always looking for that next way to support and help mm -hmm. authors. So up until, up until last year, I was running CKT as a hobby. I always worked full time. You know, you've got to pay the bills and, and you know, put food on the table for the family. COVID hit. I got made redundant and I decided to take my redundancy and channel it into CKT and I thought, well, CKT is turning 10 next year. It's now or never to take it to the next um, level. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I've done and I've, I'm trying to live by the, you know, the Richard Branson philosophy, always say yes and figure out how to do it later on. Definitely. And saying yes has opened up so many doors. As I said, we've, we've got CKT Publishing. We've now launched the CKT Contract Assessment Service. I've been working with the Women in Business and the Oz Mumpreneur community. Yes, I saw that. Congratulations on that. That was amazing. Thank you, Thank you very much. Um, there's, I've been working with Tina and Mark Harris from um, La La's Adventures, the Nickelodeon um, show, and on, on their Courage on Camera. So there's just been so many things that have opened up and and a few months ago I was um given the opportunity to take on the role of president of the Society of Women's Writers so saying yes seems to be the thing to do these days so I've got lots more things planned for CKT and uh, I think you're, you're aiming for world domination Georgie and I fully support it okay well <laughs> I wasn't quite thinking about world domination but look I've always been about helping people. Uh, we, we tweaked our membership this year. So now membership, when you sign up with CKT, you actually have two one-on-one -on -one phone calls with me. I will sit down with you and talk about where you are on your journey, where you want to go, what you want to achieve, and how we can help you get there. Wow. There's no other service I know that offers, you know, one-to-one -one with the CEO or the founder and, and, you know, personally hold your hand and see what we can do. So all about our members. Mm, there are so many things that I love about that and I love the yes and that, that's the philosophy I live by as well if it's a yes it's a yes and you do it and then you figure it out later because you know, anything's doable you just have to work it out ask questions get it wrong get it right go on the journey exactly well like you know 
with with COVID this year, we were doing our third um, Creative Kids Task Festival, and we always said it would either be face to face or online. If 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 COVID was still a thing, we were going to go online, and we did. So we had to pivot the entire festival, and instead of one day face to face, it became a 20-hour, two-day event, which was just huge. So the attendees got to go, got to see every different presenter and speaker. And we had, you know, we had Ursula Ubersaski, the the current Children's Laureate. We had uh, Wendy Orr from Nims Island, you know, fame. Andy Griffiths joined us and, you know, talked about his jars of vomit that was actually jars of pickles that he used to give to his family for Christmas back in his early writing days to, you know, stimulate a reaction with them. We had Adam Wallace, we had Tim Harris, Tina Harris, no relation, also joined us for the festival. We had lots of different people and we had workshops that accompanied that as well. So bringing that online for two days and cutting a birthday cake with my family crammed in that tiny little area (laughs) was there was lots of stuff going off, off, you know, off stage when the, the breakout rooms were happening. So it was definitely a learning experience. I did one festival. It was on my bucket list. I took, I planned it in nine weeks and my family said to me, you do another one, we're leaving. (laughs) So I said, okay. Um, Then I started, you know, dropping the hint. Well, what about if we just do one more? So the first festival I did because I wanted to have a festival, it was on the bucket list. The second festival I said, I want to um, I want to enjoy this festival. The last one I was running around a little bit like yeah. a little chicken and uh, I planned it in six months. I took a little bit longer that time. Jackie French joined us, Suzanne Jabay, Deborah Bellard, Jackie Harvey. Jackie Harvey actually launched my book um, at the 2019 wow. festival, uh, In the Shadow of an Elephant, which was, which was wonderful. But I was running around more that festival than I was the first festival. <laughs> so I said, let's go for a third one. And the family still hung on there, hung on in there for the third one. Um, but there's no plans at the moment for the next one. There is there's so many, there's so many talented people out there. Um, I'd have to decide. It's just so hard to decide who you're going to have come and speak. And we mm. always have a theme for our festivals. So when another theme theme strikes me, I will probably jump on the bandwagon but we wanted to organize a retreat actually oh now you're speaking my language sign me up well the retreat was actually planned for this year but with covid we went we decided to do a festival as instead because that's obviously easy to do we will just you know watch this space for next year Mm. don't know never say never i'll I'll be watching and i'll be at that retreat georgie you watch We always bring big things from Creative Kids Tales. So, <laughs> now I know that you have helped many authors through their publication journey, through the anthologies, or through getting them published. Is there one story or a few stories of helping an author secure publication that really stands out to you that you could share with me? Well, yeah, there's there's a few actually. Um, we've got so we have five butterflies on our logo and this year we decided to brand all our butterflies so you know one of the butterflies stands for ckt publishing one is for the ckt writing academy one is for ckt speakers agency our pink butterfly is for growth and opportunity 
because we're going to keep expanding and growing. We didn't want to run out of butterflies. <laughs> but we also have the Cocoon Club, which is where our writers come when they're just starting their journey. Uh, and our that's where a lot of our successes come from. We've got many cocooners who have gone on to publication. Our most successful would probably be Rory, um, Rory Mather, who when he began his journey with us in the Cocoon Club, uh, he had, didn't have any contracts and he signed, I think, his eighth traditional publishing contract this year. Yeah. He's a powerhouse. He is. He's workshopped a lot of stories through the Cocoon Club. We've had other members who've also signed contracts after workshopping their stories in the Cocoon Club. But our festival also, we've had we've had three festivals and we've had at least three signings from each festival. So we've got wow. a 100% success rate from the signings with, with publishers at the festivals. I think wow. there's more as well. So it's incredible. Yeah. So I there's lots that. of success stories. And I just love how you just do so many things and how you have these, you know, because when I first stumbled upon CKT, I thought, what is it that they do? And it turns out everything, you do everything. We try. <laughs> yeah. I tell people I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more. You're speaking yeah. my language, Georgie. I think the same sort of brain, the brain that never sleeps, never says no, and just keeps going. I love it. Maybe I found a new sister. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. I was thinking the same thing. We've got dark hair, so <laughs> we both we both wear glasses. We do. God, I think we might be twins, Georgie. We might be. <laughs> I love it when you meet your sort of, you know, your uh, platonic soulmate on these podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, look, you with Larrikin House, you've got a book out next year. I do. I've got a few but books out next year with Larrikin House. I was reading that it's not just one book. How many? Three? Uh, there'll be, yeah, there's a series. So there's one, a standalone, um, Extraordinary Mum, so that will come out uh, first, I believe, and then there's an Unlucky Dad series. Oh. So it's just um, that one's a lot of fun. So the Extraordinary Mum one touches on, you know, motherhood and identity. That was really important to me, reclaiming that identity after you've had children, which is um, a difficult thing to do. And then I thought uh, I needed to give my brain a rest from that heavy, heavy material, so I went completely humorous and slapstick so that's where unlucky dad oh. comes in and and so the the mum one is out next year when yeah. when are the other ones out yeah out next year as well so oh, there'll be a, yeah there'll be a couple out next year wow okay very exciting yeah. now, what are your tips what are your hot tips for aspiring writers or those cocooners i love that word cocooners oh well you, yeah um, we've got a beautiful logo too that my my daughter designed you know the, the cocoon hanging off the edge of a uh uh, branch with the you know the butterfly flying off um, far from it so yeah look oh gosh um sorry what was the question uh hot tips for aspiring hot writers. tips hot tips hmm oh gosh look you know you hear read in the genre that you want to write for edit 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 write 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 um all those things but look i my tip would be if you can't find a door, look for a window. If you're passionate, that will come through. Or a hammer, right? Just charge your way through. No, a bit more subtle than that. <laughs> <laughs> bit more subtle with that. You want the publishers to not be scared when you come oh, right. knocking okay. on their door. And if you come with a hammer, they might <laughs> not be so welcoming. But look, just 
just believe, reach out to the writing community, get support. Obviously, you have to write and do the work, but the biggest thing that you need to do is invest. And, and that's, I, I have a course, I'm going to have to do a little self, a bit of promotion here. Go for it. Invest the Right Way is a course that I've designed. It has over 17 modules. It's 20 plus years experience in the writing industry that I have brought all that information together to help you avoid making mistakes that I made. It will save you hundreds of hours and hundreds of dollars. Invest the Right Way. It's all about investing it's not just money, it's time. It's, you know, from the moment you picked up a pencil is when you began yeah. the journey. And that's how I start, you know, my, my Investor Right Way course. Mm. And it's community moment. too, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's community because I sort of, I always wrote quietly, but I didn't really tell anyone until we did NaNoWriMo last year. And I did that with Tristan Banks, Adrian Beck and Julianne Negri. And they were just like the best cheerleaders ever. Yeah. And then Rory H. Mather, he helped me with my submission before I submitted it to Larrikin. And so just finding that community of people who are just so encouraging and so willing to help you or give you advice or cheer you on is so important in this industry because it is a roller coaster. Yeah, absolutely. And it is an amazing community, as I said before. But I, I hear from lots of people who say, oh, you know, I don't want to tell anyone that I'm, that I'm writing. It's kind of, you know, that dream that you, you, that recurring dream that you have when you're standing in front of people and they're all sort of pointing and looking at you. Shout it from the rooftops. You know, if you get a rejection, that puts you on the map. Rejection is not as bad. I mean, okay, you don't get the contract, but it puts you on the map with the publishers. You're now on their radar. So yeah. wear that like a badge of honour. Yeah. It's a step closer, isn't it, and part Absolutely. of the experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree more, yeah. So, and, yeah, look, just invest in yourself and invest yep. in where you want to go. And if if you're in it for two minutes and you just want to write a book, you know, take a week to write a book and get it on the shelf, then no, because it's not <laughs> it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. It is, absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm having that experience with the picture book. Sometimes you will work on a manuscript of 250 to 500 words for months and months and months before you get it right because every word counts in a picture book. You know, every word must earn its counts. place. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And it's been a joyous journey, but it's, you know, it's mind-blowing how much you can think about what you're putting on that page. And I, you know, I don't, I don't know that if you're not a writer, you appreciate you know, that in a book or a picture book. So it's a really interesting process. I love hearing people say, yeah, I've always wanted to write a book. I might just write a book this weekend. Yeah. Um, I'll just write a picture book tomorrow. Yeah, at first at first, I was, like, horrified, but now I'm like, okay, go for it. Yeah. Go it. for it. And they think that, you know, the least amount of words, picture books are easier to write because there's, you know, only a few hundred words in them. Mm, no, there's so much you've got to tell in that story. And so, you know, it's got to, it's got to marry up with the, the illustrator as well. And it's, you know, it is a marriage. I always say that you've got the author and the illustrator and the publisher is the celebrant. Yeah. You know, it brings, it brings the, the whole marriage together. So, yeah. I say it's, a, it's such a joyous process, the picture book, because it's like a puzzle, you know, because every word counts and every word has to matter and sometimes it has to rhyme and it has to rhyme for meaning and then you're looking at synonyms I just find it such an incredible process because it's like this incredible puzzle you have to solve and sort of halfway through you think I'm never going to solve this and then as you chip away chip away chip away it's the most rewarding feeling to think wow like this is so much better than what I started I'm solving this puzzle how did you feel having to give up that book baby uh, in terms of editing 
Well, a lot of people struggle. They, they. Yeah, no, I, I think because I was so happy and so grateful to get a contract. I'll tell you the story with with James, um, James Layton. Yeah. Had a first sort of Zoom meeting with him, and he liked the story, and he just, and we had it up on the screen, sharing on Zoom, and I was, you know, writing all the notes, etc. And he said, "I hate the ending," and I said, "Here you go," and I just deleted it. <laughs> I said, "It's gone." See, that's a publisher's dream. You, you you want to work. So many people, I've not so many people, but a lot of people I've heard want to argue with the, the editor or the publisher and know it has to be this way. They haven't had anything published yet, um, but they're, they're argumentative. And I think these people have years and years of experience. They've edited, you know, hundreds of pieces of work. They have the experience go with them it's not you've got to be prepared to give up your book baby it's not you can't have 100 percent control no, it's collaborative but group. i loved it because i thought you know what i think if he doesn't think that is good enough and he like literally hates it yeah. then imagine what we can come up with imagine the better things you can come up with and so i was just i i, I held those words loosely and i thought if they believe in me enough to want to publish this story i'm going to trust them enough to make it the best it can be so mm-hmm. i loved that process yeah one of my first first experiences in this industry, I was I went to a um, FAW meeting and Diabates was there. Now, anyone who's in the industry knows, you know, I kind of talk about Diabates is is like the six de- six degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Diabates in this industry. She has been involved in starting or involved with everything. She now does the Buzzwords magazine. But I went along to hear her, and the first time I heard her speak, we were allowed to take in our first first um, chapter and she stood there and she read out packed room of people never I'd never been to anything like that before she read out the beginning of my chapter and ripped up the first two pages in front of everyone and said they've got to go the story starts here and I was absolutely mortified I felt so humiliated it was my first experience but you know what she was spot on Wow. And I've worked on and off with Di ever since. She's mm. she's harsh, but she knows her stuff. Yeah, and you just have to put trust in that you're all working towards the same goal and that is for the best possible work this can be. Yeah. So that was him. And I really like the idea of holding the words loosely because my philosophy is you're never going to run out of words or things to say or sentences to write. You're never going to run out. No, and at the end of the day, you're going to have that book in your hands and to share with new audiences and your family and, you know. And you owe it. You owe it to young readers for it to be the best it can be, not just the first thing you thought of. So, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) He's a bit cheeky, James. Yes. I've encountered that this year and he doesn't hold back. He says exactly what he thinks and that is it's, it's a refreshing publisher to have on the scene, I'll say that. Love it. I mean, the term larrikin fits with him, really. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, I know you've told me a bit about the future of CKT, but what is kind of the next next year look like for you? What's the, what are you most excited about for the future for CKT? Oh, okay. Well, you know, I, I sort of thought about where is the future of CKT? And it wasn't until I remembered a phrase by, is it Doc Brown from um, from oh, Back to the Future? And it was, 
Your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. Now, I've thought about this time and time again, because as I'm doing my women in business um, course this year, I thought, where do I want to go with CKT? This time last year, had I known CKT, I would never have imagined we would have achieved the things that we've achieved achieved since I put my full-time energies into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the future's not written. This, the sky's the limit. I've got a lot more that I will be introducing, you know, in the next 12 months. Um, I don't know. We're just going to keep going. I love strength it. To strength. I love we adapt. We, we always adapt and grow with our audience. You know, we began originally just offering a website that promoted authors on the website, their work, we, you know, they've got a profile with their photo and their bio. Now we do a lot more for social media. We've got the online critique group. We've got, um, yeah, as I said, you know, workshops. We've got publisher listing. We've got an agent listing for uh, with agents in Australia and overseas that is for our members. Whatever our members need, we will find a way to bring that into the services of CKT, you know, tips, manuscript assessments, author personal training we're going to bring in an editorial service we've just started contract assessments the sky's the limit i i don't know whatever our members need we grow with them <laughs> i love it i love the things that you're saying it's very inspiring george and i love that the Thank future's you. unwritten because if the future's unwritten it means that anything is possible well our pink butterfly as i said you know are the four butterflies out of our five butterfly logo They've all been accounted for. And I didn't want to tie that pink butterfly to any one thing because then that kind of signifies the end. Mm. Um, it's not the end. So our pink butterfly represents growth and opportunities. Wow. You're amazing, Georgie. I just want to say you're amazing you and inspiring. Much. And I feel inspired just after this conversation. Thank you. Well, <laughs> you know, Danny, you're pretty inspiring yourself uh, in a number of books out next year and this amazing service that you're offering to the writing community um, through your Words and Nerds podcast. It's it's pretty cool. I've been listening to it for some time and, you know, if I can say cool still a word, is that still, is that still you know, current? Oh, I can, my you age can, a bit say, you can say whatever you want. What should we say? Epic, wicked? I don't yeah. know, does that make awesome. us sound older? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Um, when you said, you know, 20 plus years in the industry, I'm thinking, oh, I should bring out the wheelchair or the walking stick. I'm <laughs> Not at there. all. Yeah. <laughs> but look, no, look, huge, you know, you're the next generation because everything has progressed. So now there are, back when I started CKT, there wasn't, the website wasn't what it is today. You know, the internet wasn't what it is today, sorry. I don't think there was podcasts back then. It was kind of radio and that's yeah. where I branched out to. And, like, I've met some amazing people. I got to meet James Patterson, the international best-selling. Wow. I would to spend time with him. One of my – I got to interview Dave Pilkey, Captain Underpants, um, <laughs> Cozy Graham Evans, who was the one of the original creators of High Five and I think – that's amazing. The original Bananas in Pyjamas and she wrote Sons and Daughters and McLeod's Daughters and – all those things. And, you know, one of my most favourite times in, in with CKT is getting to meet Kate D. Camillo and spending 90 minutes with her over coffee and it was just 
the publicist and the publisher were there as well, but they were kind of talking about their own thing. So it was just Kate and I talking. And I remember I introduced myself. I was working in the city and I had notes about Kate all over my desk and my notepad ready to ask questions, jumped in the cab, got to meet her. I'd left my notepad in my desk. (laughs) So I just blurted out, you know, hand out to shake her hand. Hi, I'm Georgie from Creative Kids Stars. I'm an idiot. And she kind of looked at me and said, I've left all my notes and my questions on my desk at work. So we were just talking about just, wow, like she she wanted to know more about my writing. She's such a giving person. And we were talking about the difference between American, Americanisms and Australianisms, like, you know, cantaloupe versus rock melon and sidewalk versus, you know, footpath and all those things um, and writing and her books making it to the big screen and her writing process and it was just it was like two old girlfriends sitting there chatting I love it was amazing I love those experiences and you know when you said you know the podcast provides this service to people and you know that I hope that's true but you know you know that you get nourished from these conversations as well absolutely you know the amount I've learned and the connections I've made and the conversations I've had and the things that people share with you like these things are are humbling and invaluable and incredible and you just don't get them in in real life I guess unless you start you know really unpacking you know the the way books are written or the way life is or the way you've been inspired to write something I know and you you get to you get to experience people at all different levels one of the one of the funny things because when I do school talks the kids always say to me do you know such and such do you know this person? Do you know that person? Like, you know, it's, we're all, it's all a small community. We're all in together. We all know one another. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I tell the funny story about when I um, interviewed Andy Griffiths on um, the author shelf, because Andy's always been a huge supporter of Creative Kids Tales as well, pretty much since the beginning has put his hand up for interviews. Um, I've lost track of how many interviews I've done with him. He came to the last festival that we had. But after I did my my radio interview with him, I always rang the speakers back at the end of the session or the end of the, the show to say thank you. And I rang back and I got his wife and she said, he can't come to the phone right now, he's vacuuming. <laughs> and I thought, and when I tell the kids Andy Griffiths was vacuuming, they're like, <laughs> he's human. <laughs> oh, yes, he is, and he vacuums. He's very good. He vacuums. He keeps his house clean. Maybe you kids should keep your rooms clean too. I love that. So, maybe he was vacuuming the treehouse. Maybe actually, <laughs> I don't know. Was it before the treehouse? We were talking about the day his bum went psycho. Okay. Which was a bit of an interesting conversation in itself. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I love. Um, the way Andy Griffiths thinks he's just on a different plane I think and I just loved the way you know his thought processes and the way he creates things like it's, it's just it's incredibly inspiring have you seen his studio I have <laughs> he has got so many cool toys in there like I I even spotted Mr Squiggle in did there did you spot did you spot Nick Cave's suit that he bought on an auction for Authors for Fireys on the skeleton <gasps> I'm going to go back and have a look at my my recording from the first. I have to give Adrian Beck credit for that. He was the one who spotted it because you know the author's fire is you've got Nick Cave's yes. suit. Yes, and, and as you do, you you buy a suit for ten thousand dollars from Nick Cave and you put it on a skeleton. Yes, of course, in your office. I do do the same thing. Don't where you else? Yeah. Where else would you put it? 
and and like alongside his jars of vomit. Like, yes. Which, yeah. Makes um, perfect sense, really. Must, well, I can't eat pickles anymore after that, I have to say. So, I mean, he's actually got a label on it. It's on the, I've got a picture of it on the CKT Facebook page. He held it up to the screen. Andy's <laughs> vomit, it says on it. And it just, oh, wow. He's got a yeah. great brain, great brain. I love it. Amazing. Kids, kids adore him. So we've got so many talented people in this in this industry and a lot more to come. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Now, you are a passionate lady and I am such a fan of that. You are encouraging and you're just, you're a bit of a firecracker. I really like that about you. I feel like, you know, I'm really vibing here, Georgie. Oh, good. So I can see I've put your daughter to sleep. She's on the lap. <laughs> she can't hear you. She can only hear me, so I'm putting her to sleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how boring I am. <laughs> That's why she didn't look, which didn't say anything when I said hi. Right. I thought already I've upset. And, just know. a one-way conversation, yeah, just okay. my, my voice one way. Oh. You do a lot of amazing things, but you're also an award-winning published writer. So the question I ask all my guests, why do you write? <sighs> because I have to. No, I love writing. I love telling a story. I look, I haven't actually written anything for a little while. Um, and you always, you know, have to chase up that last book. You think once you've got that book out there, you can rest. But no, that's when you must go and continue on. Um, I love to write and, and as I said, I want to tell stories and my first story I started in the playground at my waiting to talk to my daughter's class and the first, you know, paragraph just popped in my head. Um, Polar Bear's life was cosy and nice with mountains of fish and even more ice but something was missing. It wasn't quite right. She wanted to sing and she wanted to dance. Um, you know, that just popped into my head. So I quickly typed it out on the iPad before I went up to talk to the year two class. And that story has gone on to, um, it was on the, uh, it's been turned, it was Kindergo, uh, Kindergo app. It was on Kindling Kids Radio. It was on the Virgin and I think Jetstar in-flight entertainment channels. Um, it's done huge things. And that was my first one that came out. Oh, 2016, that was re-released, I think, when it went from Dragon Tales Publishing to Wombat Books. But my probably the one that has my heart the most is In the Shadow of an Elephant, which I wanted to write a book after. I wanted to write a book about um, celebrating life. I wrote the story after I lost my mum to dementia. A publisher said to me at uh, a writer's festival, have you written anything? And I said, no, it was still quite raw. Um, so she said, I want to see the first thing you've written. So I said, okay. I ended up leaving the, the conference early, didn't really think about it, but the conversation must have stuck with me because a few months later I was doing some research on the internet about elephants. I have no idea why I was researching about elephants. I love elephants, but I never thought about writing a story about elephants uh, and I came across a BBC documentary about Luolani, an orphaned elephant who was rescued. She was the most traumatised elephant that the wildlife sanctuary or the rescuers had ever encountered. She was about four months old. And there's this little clip of Luolani facing the brushes with a blanket over her, just swaying. Um, and they're assigned a keeper, a day and night keeper. There's someone with them 24-7. And you can see in the distance the other baby Ellie's playing with one another and they were, you know, mixing and happy. And she was so traumatised. They actually didn't think she was going to survive. Uh, I followed her journey because that was several years before. And 
she survived. The BBC did a follow-up documentary. Wow. She survived. She became the mini matriarch. And so I wanted to write a story about her, but I wanted to give her, uh, I gave her obviously the keeper, but I wanted somebody close to her age. So I gave the keeper a son. So I blended some fact and fiction. And once the two had established a relationship, I removed the father from the picture. And it's a full life circle story uh, between Luolani and Jabari, the young boy who grows up and is an old man by the end of it. And I don't really talk about death. It's about, um, you know, blending, uh, you know, the, the years blend together and it's about um, it's about the, the two having a relationship and a friendship. You know, Luolani teaches Jabari how to be an elephant and um, Jabari teaches her how to trust again. And I wrote that story and it was picked up by Little Pink Dog Books. I got an email 24 hours after the submission saying it had been accepted and I made um, Peter Kramer, the uh, publisher, contact me and said his, his wife is also um, co-publisher and he said, you made Kathy cry. Wow. Which I didn't mean to do. <laughs> but he said we have to publish the story. And it was released at the 2019 Credit Kids Towns Festival. It was launched there by Jackie Harvey. On the eve of launching that book, I did some more research about Luolani and I discovered that Luolani had returned to the wildlife sanctuary because she's now out in the wilderness, but still within the grounds of the wildlife sanctuary. She had returned um, the end of 2018 uh, and she had brought along with her her baby Ellie. So she'd given birth to a calf in the wild and the keepers named her Lulu. Wow. My first book baby was Lulu. Wow. So I am now um, a foster parent to a Luolani. I sponsor her through the Shelter at Wildlife Trust. So even though I will never meet that incredible creature, I feel like I have a connection to her. Mm. And the story has gone on to um, it was uh, public, it was it ran out of publication before it was even printed, so there was a second reprint done. It was shortlisted in the 2020 Speech Pathology. It was a finalist in the 2019 International Book Awards and it was also on a book of the 2020 Society of Women's Writers Book of the Year Awards. So that would probably be the one closest to my heart because mm. I used, I worked through my grief after losing mum by writing that book. Wow, it sounds so special, the entire process, you know, of that cathartic experience, that working through grief and the connection with the animal. Like it's an incredible story. No wonder that book is so special. It is, it is. I mean, I still get goosebumps when I tell that story yeah. and I I love the backstory as much as I love the actual story. Yeah. So and I still I still remember, I've, I've been given lots of writing advice because I ask for it all the time on the podcast, but I still remember when Trent Dalton told me, all you need to do is put your heart and soul on the page and the rest will follow. And don't you think when you pick up a book and you you can feel it if an author has put their heart and soul on the page, you can feel it. It's different to that technical stuff. Yeah, well, that's what I always tell, um, you know, people that I, I mentor or through my courses Write what you know about because your passion is going to shine through and it's going to come across on the page. Blend fact and fiction. I mean, I, I always do, do my redback spider story when I'm talking to kids. You know, I got bitten by a redback spider when I was eight years old and I always blend in a little bit of um, fiction with that story and I get them, I get the kids to tell me which bits 
fact and which bit's fiction. Um, and none of them believe that I was bitten by a redback spider. I love the younger ones when I talk to them and they say, did you die? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm standing right here, so I was okay. Oh, I love that. The question I used to always get from year seven, I used to be a high school teacher, was, yeah. is Shakespeare still alive? That was my every year seven class. It was my favourite question. Yeah. Georgie, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you, inspiring. You're doing some amazing work. You know, you make the book community even better than it is, if that's even possible. I can't wait to see what the future is for you, the unwritten future for you and CKT. You're welcome on the podcast anytime. Well, you know what? I can't wait to see what's what's up next for CKT because I haven't thought of it yet. So it must be amazing. That's the, the best thing. Like I said, Go with what the audience the audience wants. Go with what our writers need. So you need it, just ask for it. I'm always out there asking, what do you need? So and, and if you if you're not going to do it with passion, don't do it at all. I say. Oh, exactly. You need the passion. You need the drive. So exactly. yes, definitely, Danny B, come to CKT. We can help you, and we'll get to have more of one-on-one chats. That sounds great. I think a coffee and a cafe need to be, and cake need to be involved next time. Oh, there's always cake. You have mm. to have cake. Well, lock it in. Lock that in now that we're all finding our freedom again. Lock that in. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you very much. I mean, continue on your successful path. I'd love to come back and visit you, you know, probably before I get to the next 10 years of (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. I don't think I could handle the intro. She's been in the industry for 30-plus years. (laughs) This is too scary, but, you know. Wear it as a badge of honour. You'll be 14. You'll have 14 years experience then in the industry. That's just, and probably as many books, if not more. (laughs) Well, fingers crossed. But thank you. You're an inspiring human. And I love speaking to inspiring humans because it's you, you know, I I talk about books changing the world, but it's the people behind the books who are also absolutely changing the world. And you're a a huge part of that. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Danny V. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. We'd love to engage with you on social media. You can find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Danny B Books, Words and Nerds podcast. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay safe and read more books.